From Washington, this is CQ on Congress, the nonpartisan source for in-depth analysis of Capitol Hill's policy debates. I am Sean Zeller. When the House voted to impeach President Trump on December 18th, representatives broke almost entirely along party lines. We don't know now, ten and a half months before Election Day, how the voters will react. But 29 of the 31 Democratic representatives who live in districts Trump won in 2016 hope they do. They risk their careers by voting to impeach. One of them, Alyssa Slotkin, met with constituents before the vote to explain her reasoning. CQ Roll Call's Simone Pathé has this report from Michigan. Here in Rochester, Michigan, which is in the 8th District, represented by Alyssa Slotkin, they're having a holiday lights night, so Main Street is completely closed. It's about 6.30. Uh, there are multicolored lights on either side of you, blue, orange, purple, pink, every color you can imagine. Most of the stores are open, trying to get some last-minute holiday shoppers very, very cold here, and I've been going up to pedestrians, uh, some elderly folks, some folks with strollers, some folks with dogs, asking them what they think about impeachment. So far it's mixed. Um, This is an area that did vote for President Trump in 2016, and I would say just based on the anecdotal conversations I've had so far, folks are definitely leaning against impeachment. Do you think Trump is going to win Michigan in 2020? Yes, he will. Why no. do you think so? Oh, we're voting for him, so we better. Let's <laughs> hope yeah. so. Why, why are you voting for him? Because um, our investments haven't been better, yeah. so we're very happy. Oh, and our house too. prices, and everything is up. Yeah. Up and great. Donald Trump shocked the political world when he carried Michigan, just barely, in 2016 after Hillary Clinton's campaign largely neglected the state. I said, how the hell can I lose Michigan? And guess what? We didn't lose Michigan. It's expected to be competitive up and down the ballot next year when Republicans try to knock off one of two Senate Democrats running for re-election in a Trump state. And at the congressional level, too, it'll be competitive. Democrats are defending two House seats that they flipped last year. One of those districts is the 8th District, northwest of Detroit, where I spent a few days before the House impeachment vote. I wanted to get a sense of how voters feel about their new Democratic Congresswoman voting to impeach the president they voted for. Voters here backed Trump by seven points, but the district, whose economy is still largely dominated by the automotive industry, hasn't always been so red. We will win this election, and you and I together, we're going to change the country and change the world. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Barack Obama carried it in 2008 before it went to Mitt Romney in 2012. He promised change and hope, and he said we could do anything we wanted together. But rhetoric met reality, and reality won. At the congressional level, though, Republicans had a lock on this area until Alyssa Slotkin, a former CIA officer, 
unseated Republican Mike Bishop by nearly four points in the November 2018 midterms. Did you vote for Slotkin? I did. You did? I always vote. I don't always vote for Democrats. I voted for Rick Snyder, too. That's Tom Moran, a school bus driver from the area. I try to use my judgment to vote for someone that I think is a problem solver. And I try to listen to both sides. Slotkin is one of 31 House Democrats who represents the district Trump won in 2016. Nearly all of them voted to impeach Trump this week. But Slotkin's decision is not sitting well with some of her constituents, and she knows it. Do you support the impeachment of Donald Trump? No. Tell me why. Because he's our president, and I don't think he did anything, he's done anything wrong. Okay, so asking for a foreign government to interfere in our elections. I truly don't believe that happened. You don't think it happened? I I think this is all staged and political game game for the 2020 election. Who's staging it? The Democrats. The Democrats are staging it. Nancy Pelosi. I think she's fully behind it. Slotkin understands the pressure she is under. She knew it before she took her vote and before she announced how she'd vote in a Detroit Free Press op-ed last Sunday. But as she's repeatedly said, this isn't about politics. I do not think history is going to judge folks well um, on this decision. I think that um, with some hindsight, people are going to realize that you have to have a nation of rules and laws and elected leaders have a special responsibility to stand up for those rules and laws. Um, and politics be damned. Slotkin is one of the so-called national security Dems. She, along with six other Democratic freshmen with military or national security backgrounds, came out in support of opening an impeachment inquiry in September, opening the floodgates of Democratic support in the House. Republicans are hoping her vote this week will make her a one-term congresswoman and have already poured money into ads against her. Alyssa Slotkin said she didn't get elected to spend months on impeachment but voted to launch the investigation anyway, letting the politicians decide who's president, not the voters. And now we're paying the price for their political charade. In this one GOP ad, it urges voters to call her to vote against impeachment. Tell Congresswoman Slotkin, vote no on impeachment and get to work on the issues that matter. But 2020 is a long way away, and it's still anyone's guess how impeachment could affect members of either party in competitive districts. Slotkin's district stretches across three counties. She won the easternmost county, but she lost the other two. One of those is Oakland County, home to Rochester and the Holiday Lights show. A Whole Foods and a bar studio give it away as an affluent suburb. It's just the kind of area where Democrats think they can make inroads with well-educated voters, especially those who don't like the president. Indeed, Slotkin carried this town by 53 votes in 2018, despite losing the county overall. Still, opinions here are mixed, as they are across the country. I'm against Trump. You're against She's Trump. For Trump. You're for Trump. She's uh, neutral, I guess. You're neutral. But, you know, I never asked, did you feel that he should be impeached? No, I don't think he said. You don't? Yeah, see. You don't think what he did was wrong? No, not at all. See? Polling suggests that impeachment has largely been baked into Americans' political views. If you already didn't like Trump, you probably support impeachment. And if you like Trump, you probably don't. Adam Schiff, give me a break. (laughs) I love Trump. Tell me why. I think he's honest, straightforward, he's a straight shooter. I think he really cares about our country and our welfare here. On the other side, I think it's all about power, influence. Some Trump defenders have even adopted his own language about fake news 
to describe what many news organizations would report as fact. So the transcript that the president released in which he asked the Ukrainian president for a favor, you think Pelosi I think some of that was all wrote that. fake news is what it is. It's fake news. Even though the White House released that transcript themselves. Yes. Yep. Okay. This man is talking about a memo the White House released summarizing a July phone call on which the president pushed his Ukrainian counterpart to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden. Slotkin defended her decision in a town hall before hundreds of her constituents. I worked at the National Security Council under George Bush. I worked under the National Security Council under Barack Obama. And presidents regularly wield their power. They regularly leverage their position to influence other countries. That's a normal part of what a president does. But what was fundamentally different for me is that the president decided to do this for his own political gain and not for the national security interests of the United States. Remember Tom Moran, the school bus driver. I'm here today with a sign supporting Alyssa Slotkin because I think she has a lot of integrity. She's taken a measured approach to things. There's been no rush to judgment. I didn't support impeachment until the whistleblower report came out, which is exactly when she supported it. You've got to draw a line. Trump crossed that line. Slotkin, a former acting assistant secretary of defense, served in the National Security Council under presidents of both parties, George W. Bush and Barack Obama. She began her career as a Middle East analyst for the CIA and served three tours in Iraq. She's making that experience an important part of how she's talking about her impeachment vote. So I spent the weekend um, doing what I was trained to do as a CIA officer. So I literally laid out all of the reports that came out from the House Intel Committee, um, the Republican rebuttal. I got the articles of impeachment. Um, I then went back and got historical documents. So from the Nixon era, the Clinton era, the Johnson era, um, I looked at a big But not all the voters I met are buying it attacking her service and questioning the motives of the intelligence community. How do you engage with people who don't only not agree, but they don't agree about what actually happened? They have a different set of facts. They don't trust the intelligence community. They don't even trust your background as yeah. a CIA officer. Yeah, certainly. We, we've, I've heard that before. We literally just are going to have to agree to disagree. I do believe we live in a world where there are still facts, where there's still data, where there are still rules and there are still standards. And I'm not going to mealy mouth something just because I think it might go down easier for people who are critics of mine. Um, I, I as, a, as a former CIA officer, do not believe that the intelligence community and the FBI are acting against the president. I do not believe that. And while every organization can have their bad eggs, I do not believe those organizations are tainted. And I certainly don't believe that the president should go to a foreign government before he goes to his own law enforcement. So I tried to make that clear. Um, that's just going to be a place where we're not going to bridge the gap because I don't believe that there is a coup going on or that people are trying to overthrow the president. But the polarization, driven largely by a national narrative, remains. As attendees were streaming out of the town hall, I stopped one Trump voter to ask what she thought about Slotkin's explanation. She invoked, or at least tried to, another Michigan congresswoman, one of the so-called squad, who was one of the first members of Congress to call for impeaching Trump. This has nothing to do with Ukraine. This has everything to do with their hate for Trump. Everything. Because they started screaming impeachment from the day he was elected. And then you've got Tashib from Detroit 
coming in with this MFR. Impeach the MFR. Tlaib. It's Tlaib. Well, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, she's so gone too. Right. She's gone too. Get the names right. Whatever her name is, she's gone. So. So how do you think the congresswoman did up there? You too. I think she's talking through her head. You know, she doesn't. She's not speaking for her constituents. As Speaker of the House, I solemnly and sadly open the debate on the impeachment of the President of the United States. If Republicans want to defend the President's indefensible this behavior, is incredibly they can, they divisive can do so. and has lowered the bar for what I future believe the Democrats will face. are tearing this country apart. Today, I will vote to impeach the President of the United States. When Jesus was falsely accused of treason, Pontius Pilate gave Jesus the opportunity to face his accusers. I want my daughter to be able to tell her children Grandma did the right thing because in America, no one is it's above a the law. It's a witch hunt and it's tantamount to a coup. On this vote, the yeas are 230, the nays are 197, present is one, article one is adopted. On this vote, the yeas are 229, the nays are 198, present is one, article two is adopted. It's about 9.30 at night, and I'm leaving the Capitol after the House has voted on two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump. And I have to say, being in the chamber, watching Alyssa Slotkin vote during those two vote series, the thing that struck me the most is just how incredibly solemn she looked. Uh, sitting there, very composed, looking straight ahead. She was seated with the other so-called national security Democrats, some of her closest friends, uh, but she wasn't talking to them all that much. You could tell that this was a very serious vote, something she has thought hard about, both um, how she got to her decision and potentially its, its, its effects for her and um, for the country. I'm Simone Pathé for CQ on Congress. You're listening to CQ on Congress. You can subscribe at your favorite podcast app. I'm going to turn now to another CQ Roll Call reporter, Bridget Bowman, who covered the impeachment votes this week. Hello, Bridget. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. So, Bridget, I thought it was really interesting that on the same day the House was voting to impeach him, President Trump was in Michigan, in Battle Creek, not far, just an hour's drive from Slotkin's district, Clearly, he thinks uh, impeachment's going to work to his advantage in Michigan. He held a big rally there, lots of supporters. Yeah, that's right. It was quite a split screen happening in the press gallery Wednesday night. As members of Congress were voting to impeach him, the president was getting ready to hold this rally in Michigan. And as you mentioned, the president sees Michigan, along with a few other states that he surprisingly won in 2016, as part of his path to victory in 2020. Uh, Democrats, though, are not convinced that the president will be as strong in Michigan. They aren't convinced that he's going to win it in 2020, citing some polling that they've seen that shows maybe dropping approval ratings in the state. Uh, they also are adamant that they are not going to ignore some of these Midwest states that maybe they didn't pay as enough, enough attention to in 2016, like Michigan and Wisconsin. So Michigan definitely in the presidential race is going to be a top battleground state. And there's also a competitive Senate race there and some House races, too. OK, so we had news this week also that one of two Trump district Democrats who voted against impeachment, Jeff Randrew of New Jersey, is planning to switch parties and become mm -hmm. a Republican. 
And clearly, the thinking goes, he was afraid that his opposition to impeachment was going to fuel a primary challenge from his left, that another Democrat was going to try to unseat him. That's right. Uh, There was certainly chatter among New Jersey Democrats, people openly saying, we want a primary, Van Drew, uh, who voted against opening the impeachment inquiry. So that kind of started all of that discussion. So do you think uh, for these 29 Democrats who did vote to impeach, that they were feeling the pressure from their left and wanted to avoid the potential of a primary challenge? Yes, that's certainly possible. Uh, We didn't see the actual as much chatter around these other Democrats as we did around Van Drew. That could be in part because all of these these other Trump district Democrats voted to open the impeachment inquiry uh, several weeks ago. So they were maybe staving off some primary chatter there. That's certainly possible. But we didn't actually see a lot of concrete challenges emerging amongst these Democrats. It kind of varies by district. If you talk to some maybe progressive, more progressive activists on the ground in some of these districts, they also tend to recognize that these members are in really tough spots and they need to be maybe a more moderate to be able to win these seats and keep them in Democratic hands. Now, Democrats are doing pretty well in the generic ballot in polling in which uh, voters are asked, do they favor a Republican or a Democrat representing them in Congress? And we also know that a lot of Republican representatives are retiring Uh, at the end of this Congress. They're not running for higher office. They're just leaving the House. And that's usually an indication that a party is sort of feeling they're not going to do so well. So are Democrats thinking they, are they feeling good about 2020 in the House? They are. And I don't think impeachment really changes how Democrats are feeling about that. Uh, We've been talking to Democratic campaign strategists who work in House races this week leading up to the vote. Um, And they largely said, mostly, as you mentioned, we don't know what the political impact is going to be of impeachment. But that being said, they still feel pretty good about holding on to the House. Even with some of these Trump districts uh, that Democrats hold, they feel like they have a good shot, given the caliber of the lawmakers that flipped these seats in 2018. Um, Republicans, though, really think that this is is going to help them flip the House in 2020. A phrase that you often hear from Republican strategists is that the path to the majority runs through these Trump districts and that this reminds voters that these lawmakers are Democrats and can maybe help energize voters on the right who didn't turn out in 2018 and also tell a broader narrative, try to paint these Democrats as partisans. All right, Bridget, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Our listeners can find Bridget's reports as well as Simone's in RollCall.com going forward. Thank you for joining us. The producers of this show were Joanne Levine and Micaela Rodriguez. I'm Sean Zeller. CQ on Congress is produced by CQ Roll Call a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. We're taking a break for the holidays. We'll be back the week of January 6th.